0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who sent me to be judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, soul, you you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The gospel of the Lord. may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. tired? Yeah? Okay. That's okay. I am too. We'll get through it together. So last week and the week before, I gave you all homework. Do you remember what it was? Now we do have some visitors. Welcome. And so I want you to say it out loud. Do you remember? Yeah. To pray. pray. That's right. Every morning I wanted you all to pray. Now, the first week, I just wanted you to get the hang of it. This second week, I wanted you to pray to be rooted like a tree, right? To be grounded. Where do uh, trees' roots go? Under the ground. Under the ground? Why? So they can stay where they are. So they can stay where they are. Yeah, they don't tip over and fall. Why else? They absorb water, they absorb water and nutrients. Very good. What else? Like... Irrigation for the potatoes. Irrigation for the potatoes. Maybe if they got extra time. Maybe if they got extra time. But they could. Or we could water like our plants. Water. Very good. They need drinks. So these roots, they keep us upright. And they keep us stable. And when the wind blows, we don't fall over. And when the rain comes, we don't get washed away. Roots are good. So. Why are roots good? So we stay where we need to stay. It's kind of like if if Gabriel were a tree, Gabriel stand up and be a tree. Could you do that for us? You did a very good job reading by the way. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Michael, I need you to be the wind. Now without anybody getting a concussion, what happens when there is wind and no roots? Yep, that seems bad, right? Now, what happens, you can get up tree, what hap? I hope you can get up tree, what happens when there is wind and roots? Yeah, see, that's good, he sways a little bit, he sways a little bit, the tree laughs, but he's good to go, very good, you can sit back down, thank you for that demonstration. <laughs> and so, I wanted you to pray to be rooted like a tree, now today's text, we have somebody that has a ton of stuff. Actually, what it says is their crops do really, really well, and their barns are just overflowing. That's a good thing, right yeah what if what if you had does anybody here like chocolate? Kinda anybody here like blueberries? Okay, we'll do blueberries. What if you had all the blueberries you could eat and even more and there' was just baskets and baskets. What if they filled your whole kitchen and your whole house and you didn't know what to do with them all? Eat them? Okay. But eventually you get a stomach ache and you even have more. What do you do? Sell them. You could sell them. You could try to freeze them, maybe. I don't know. You could jam them. You could do a lot of stuff with them, right? Yeah. This particular guy, when he got a lot of stuff, he said, I'm going to build barns. Oh yeah, they can grow on trees, that's true. I think. Yeah. They can, uh, he built a lot of barns. That's not the important part. (laughs) He built a lot of barns, and he tried to store all of his stuff in there. But God said, that's silly. This very night, I'm going to be taking you away from those things. And then whose will they be? What's going to happen to them? When we die and all of our stuff is left behind, do we get to take it with us? Nope. Nope, it's just there. And so what Jesus was trying to say is all your stuff is not important. What you need to do is to store up a relationship with God. How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you build a relationship with God? We know how to build barns. How do you build a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Pray? Just once? Many times. So if I prayed all day for like a month, just non-stop prayer, I'd be done, right? Wait, no? Okay. So what do I need to do? Yeah? Constantly. Every day? Yeah. We need to be in relationship with God every day. And that doesn't mean long, verbose prayers, but paying attention to what God's doing every single day for as long as we live. That's how we get rich towards God or abundant towards God. Does that make sense? So, we've done this for three, day, or three weeks so far. One more week, I want you to pray, okay? And if you're having a hard time remembering, I want you to take a little note, just kind of like uh, Amanda did, Or Ava. I'm sorry. Ava did. Or Amanda could have too. But I want you to take a little note and I want you to put it on your doorknob and just write pray on it. And so every day you're going to remember to pray. Can you do that? All right, One more week. And I won't have any more homework for you for a while. One more week. Can we pray? Let's pray right now. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for being here, for walking with us, for listening to us. This next week, we ask that you help us remember to talk with you every day. And then no matter what happens and no matter what we have, we might be rooted and we might stand. And we might do what you will as best we can. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. You all had the same assignment. This week we were praying about rootedness, to be centered in what the kingdom is and what the kingdom's doing in our midst. Now again, I want you to try to tell me with your eyes so that we keep it confidentially. How'd that prayer go? What was it like? Looks like a few more people did the work, which is great. If you're like me, uh, whenever you take up a, uh, a prayer exercise, there's both an appreciation for what the exercise is and a feeling of feeling just a tad bit lost and wondering if it's working, if it's effective. We pray to be rooted like a tree, a tree not only uh, helps the plant stay where it needs to be and helps it not to topple over and gives it nutrients and all that kind of good stuff, but it directly affects what the rest of the tree does. It's underground and so yeah, it's affected by the the moisture that we have, the amount of rain that we have. It's affected by some of the animals that go through too. But By and large, it's, uh, it's kind of underneath the surface of what's happening on top. And so when when there's wind and there's rain, they might be stressed, but it's not quite stressed as much as the rest of the tree. When it comes time to bear fruit, they change a little bit, but the rest of the tree seems to do the bulk of the work for that change. There's a lot of work that a tree has that happens on the top surface, but it's directly related to the roots. If you don't have good roots, it's most likely you won't have good fruit. I know I'm not a fruit expert on trees, but that's as much as I know. This text is often interpreted as a man has a rich abundance of crops coming in. It looks like it's probably grain because he decides to store it in a barn. And so instead of uh, giving it out or even trying to sell it, he's gonna try to store this grain keep it in barns, and uh, sit back and relax for a while. It doesn't necessarily say that he'll relax for the rest of his life because grain doesn't really work like that anyways. But what it does say is he's going to take some time off and not do much. There's a part of me that's a little jealous of this man. The rest of the parable says, you fool. Don't you know that this very night your life is being demanded of you? And then, whose will these be? A lot of times we take that, this very night your life is being demanded of you to say that uh, perhaps this man died. And where will the rest of his treasure go? Why store it up? But if we answer that question, if he has sons, or if he has even an inheritance, if he has people that he worked with, a lot of times, it'll just go to them. So it's not the end of the world. What I've always taken this particular part of the text to mean is, you fool, this very night, meaning this night that you think of these plans to build a barn, this moment where you're deciding what to do with your inheritance, with your stewardship, with the stuff that you've had, this is the time when your life is being demanded of you. This is the moment where you are called into account for your actions. This is where we see the type of fruit you will bear. When you are gifted, when you are given with an abundance of creation, when you're gifted with so many opportunities, what you choose to do with those is when your life is being demanded of you. It's not when your life is taken away. We all die the same way. We all die. Your life is being demanded of you when you decide what to do with it each and every day. This night, the next night, and the night following, for the rest of your life, your life is being demanded of you. I remember distinctly uh, one Sunday in my uh, congregation when I was growing up. We had a, a, a building ministry. Uh, they were called St. John Builders, and they went out and they built homes for the, the homeless and for those in need throughout Salina, which is the town where I uh, lived growing up. They did phenomenal work, and they had a ton of people that wanted to donate things. And so when a, a nursing home would, would uh, renovate, they would look at uh, the toilets, and some of them were still good. They would look at the doors, and some of them were still good. They would look at different fixtures, and some of them were still good, and they would turn to St. John Builders, and say, hey, do you want some of this stuff? This could go great into the new homes that you're building. And they said, yeah, this, this is a great idea. We can save some money. We can recycle some things. Let's go for it. Eventually, they had so much stuff that they needed a new, uh, new place to put it. And so one Sunday, they stood up and did a temple talk and said, you know what? We're going to raise a new shed. And in this shed, we're going to put all these things that we're going to keep cycling through on behalf of the poor. And then the pastor stands up and reads this text and everybody laughs. So, on that day, we learned that it's not just about a barn, and it's not just about things. Barns aren't inherently evil. You can use barns in a very good way, just like the St. John builders use barns in a very good way. You can store on behalf of the least of these so that people might have things that they need. Barns aren't the bad part. And storage isn't the bad part. And saving up isn't the bad part. It's what you're doing with every part of what you have. It's the way in which you spend it. It's the way that you're oriented toward God and toward your neighbor. Now is the time when your life is being demanded of you. And when your life is being demanded of you, when all this fruit comes... When all these opportunities show up, both the ones that are great to be a part of and make you feel good and the ones that stress you out and you just want no part to deal with, it's in those moments that roots come in really handy. It's very hard to be centered and oriented in an instant. It's very hard to get in line with the kingdom of God in a moment And so the work of being in line with the kingdom of God, the work of being in relationship to God, the grace that happens in those moments is built up before the crops come in, before the abundance happens. We're praying now. We're listening now. We're discerning now so that when these things come and they already have in many many cases we might not we might know what to do with those good gifts with the things that we have with the things that we do with the people that we are we have an incredible opportunity as this congregation as people of God in this place we are by far not the poorest congregation I've ever seen. In fact, we are one of the ones with a little bit more money per person that I've been a part of. We're the ones with an incredible amount of gifts. I mean, I'm talking the percentage of people who can provide with expertise in this congregation is astounding. We are people who are gifted with story, with song, with music, with skill, with expertise, With money, with time, with talent. Our barns, if they're not overflowing, are simply bursting at the seams. Thanks be to God for that. The barn is not the bad thing. The barn is the celebration. And now we decide what to do with it. People of God, how should we spend? How should we give? What should we do? With the gifts and abilities and talents, with the monetary abilities, with the expertise that we have at our congregation. This very moment, our lives are being demanded of us. So what is it? I want to pray for one more week. And it's not that I want you to stop praying after this next week, but I want to pray for one more week together. I want us to be rooted in that God that tells us what the kingdom of God is and what it looks like. I want us to be centered in our relationship with Christ. In our moments of prayer, I want us to listen. Because discernment... That listening for God and what God's doing, discernment happens repeatedly and over time. And so one more week. Listen for what, is God, what God is calling us to do. Listen for where God is moving. Look for those things. In prayer, in solitude, in community, and in conversation. And between the stories that we share And those things that we hear in the innermost parts of our hearts, I know that God will lead us forward. When our lives are being demanded of us, we turn to the one who breathed life into us. Let's pray one more week and see where we're led. God be with you. And thanks be to God for the brimming barns. Amen.